DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. 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 Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch, it's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilianaires. Samantha. Get out now or sting, get weaved. When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls. Big Jim. I know my way around a joke. You've been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. Had an expansive bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. So, um, I had a really good idea um, for a future show. And I was hoping more people would be here for this because I would love to get their input. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to throw it out anyway because why the fuck not? So I um I heard that this guy um just got uh, awarded uh the world record got put in the Guinness Book of World Record for watching a movie 292 times. Okay. And I thought, well, how could we get in the Guinness Book of World Records? And then it <laughs> occurred to me, the most offensive podcast episode ever. Oh man. I don't think it would be that hard to do. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I think that I think the uh, the hardest part would be the willingness to be that offensive. Yeah, and and that's why I was hoping everyone would be here because I would love to get ideas for like what could we do to become. And honestly, it's it's really hard because I mean that line of offensiveness gets pushed out every time. I mean, look at South Park. South Park is constantly pushing the boundaries. What they're doing now, 20 years ago, would have been so offensive, but now it's just the norm. It's just South yeah. Park. And it's like, and we've done some really offensive shows. I mean, the friction method alone. <laughs> uh, not only were we talking about having sex with raw meat, but there was also burn victim jokes in there. Yeah. But, it, you know, our the way we joke, like our intention is never to hurt anyone. To be an offensive show, your intention is to hurt people. Is it, though? I mean, I, I mean again, if, if, I, because I, the barometer of offense right now is so different than when we even did the friction method, I would well, say, like, you have to go after people to be. Yeah. Offensive. And, and honestly, um, given that it would probably be super easy to have the most offensive show now yeah. because it's so easy to piss people off. Just basically agree with anything JK Rowling says. And we're in the clear. Oh, no, that, See, no, that's the type of offensive that I'm thinking. Uh, and again, that's, uh, that's the question is, is what is offensive, especially now? What, what is that, that line? And how far across that line do you go before you're like, I I can't do this anymore. This is even for me, this is I mean, because we always we've always kind of ridden ridden a line. Mm-hmm. I mean, we say some horrendous stuff, but I would never really consider us offensive. I wouldn't either. Um I've had a discussion with a friend, and like as we are all like in that comedy sphere not i don't believe that there is a topic 
that is off limits for jokes. There, there isn't. Um, it just, it really, you know, like what the classic uh, uh, equation for comedy, you know, tragedy plus time equals comedy, which is still very true. Mm -hmm. So it's your timing of when you want to joke about something that's really the key and um, your delivery, like, and, the, and then the artistry comes in from there. Um, I, I think right now, because it, we're at a turning point in our society where we can become more inclusive and expand our vocabulary, expand our minds, expand the way we look at people and how, you know, um, or we can do what the right wants to do and just continue to keep everyone in their boxes because everyone is categorized right now and we want to break that category. So I think attacking and keeping people in their categories that is that's where the offense comes in and that's how we can be the most offensive see i i i kind of agree with that i find it i find it more offensive to not as a culture as a society as a species to not evolve to not mm -hmm. accept change to just try and keep a a status quo for lack of a better word it's it's more it's morally offensive to pretend like these things don't exist or to oppress people because we don't agree with their, their life choices or their mm -hmm. lifestyle or, or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, prime example being the entire LGBTQ LMNOP community. Um, and I know that probably offended someone, <laughs> but my, my point is that it's, it's, you're trying to, oppress these people because you don't like what they're doing behind closed doors. Yeah. Cause their life has anything to do with yours. So just that's exactly my question. On. What, what is it that they're doing behind closed doors in the privacy of their own home that affects you? Their existence offends my Christianity. Yeah, that's sure the, the fucking cry nose, which is and, again, and trying, my response to, to that, that to anytime off. I hear that is like, are you God? No. Then shut up. It's the it least... says in your Bible, judge yeah. not. Yep. It's the least Christian thing you can do to exclude people. Um, you know, because God is love. Love should be spread to anyone and everyone, especially those who are marginalized and have less. Mm -hmm. But if if the people who are marginalized and have less offend you, sorry, you're not a Christian. You're a crino. So fuck off. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's. we. You know, that's how we become the most offensive. We just angle it at the people who are oppressors because what uh, i read this great quote in a book oh my gosh hold on i wrote it down so uh because i'm a dork i have an entire list of book quotes um <laughs> to the privileged equality feels like oppression yeah so let's attack their let's let's attack them at that and that's how we become most offensive and then you know, never make money ever again. <laughs> but, but, and here's, here's the funny part of that though. Is that, is that actually offensive or is that just being educational? It could be both. I mean, I, I would, I would argue that there's a large amount of people out there, uh, cognitive dissidents being the first one that comes to mind. It's, yep people trying to educate the same way we are through through comedy 
and and knowing that we don't have all the answers and and you know we're just a bunch of fucking you know morons who get together each week to to gab about stuff that you know just interests us at that time but it's we do have moments where we're like hey this is wrong and and what can we do as a society to make it better i mean that's what we try and do but i wouldn't necessarily qualify that as offensive and yeah. maybe it's because my line of offense is you know at this point where it's like you know that that doesn't offend me you know yeah, i think i think that's the big question too. is is again and, and we're back to it again is what qualifies as offensive and i just don't think that educating people is is offensive you know it's it's not and it shouldn't be and it's being taken that way um it, <laughs> isn't that like, funny too because we're we're talking we're really we're now talking about education being offensive and there there's a new story out of florida where they're banning 54 math books because the the people reviewing them say that there's there's uh, uh references to critical race theory math books dude critical race theory is not being taught anywhere except in the high level um harvard law schools like the it, it is a literal law class at Harvard. Your kids are not learning critical race theory, so shut it's, up. It is a term that Republicans and right-wingers have glommed onto and politicized, yep. and no one actually knows the the actual definition of it. They're, they're using it to help them whitewash American history. Look, people white people were some fucks to black people back in the day still are today white people continue mm -hmm. privileged white people continue <laughs> to be asshats to black people and Why? the systems too and the systems that were set up that way mm -hmm. specifically to oppress the quote other the book cast by Isabel Wilkerson is amazing. And I think everyone should read it, but it's not just, here's the thing. It's not just black people. No, I know that it's, but... it's, it, it, and you as a woman should be pissed off because mm -hmm. I always, you know, <laughs> for entirely other reasons. <laughs> um, but it's, this is an ongoing thing with, with uh, gender equality in the workplace. You know, women are still getting, are still making less money than, than men yeah. all over because, and, and even as a Christian, you should be pissed off because your religion is biased against your gender. Mm -hmm. um, our entire society from way back in the day was set up by privileged white men. Yep. And as a white man who who is unprivileged i'm fucking pissed off and i'm apologetic for my gender <laughs> it's we live in a society where the only real change that the only way we can affect real change and this might offend some people but you need to kill off all the rich old white people <laughs> Okay, that's a little far. I think we need to stop electing them. That's what we need to do is just stop electing them because they're not that smart. But we'll and never stop don't... electing them because they have the money. We can so stop electing can... them. 
We can absolutely stop electing them. It's just a matter of people taking like taking an honest look at their party and the people that are representing it and not fought like everything needs to go up against the crap test okay nothing these people are telling you is correct now politicians everywhere they're all shit all of them um but there's ones that are less shit <laughs> and i think there's a lot of promising young people that are coming up and that are pretty like excited you know that genuinely want to help people so like can we like vote for the people that want to help Look, you we, stop we voting need, against your interests we need far more aocs and far less mitch mcconnell's the problem is is less that Madison the young Hawthorns. people who who will probably go in and will do the most good are getting shouted down by you know the old guard because they have the money the young people can't generate the money they need to you know, navigate this, this election system. You need tons of cash. Well, you need that's... it for, you know, marketing. You need it to, for transportation to get around to the rallies, to talk to the people and get your face out there and shake hands and kiss babies and all mm -hmm. that fucking garbage. And even so you've got, you know, you've got to be able to convince the people when you're out there face to face that you're the right person for the job. And unfortunately, we are very much a society of the devil you know. We we yeah. we know these guys are corrupt and yet it's an evil we know. But they have an R next to their name, which means I'm gonna vote for them because I care more about party than my neighbor and myself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that this was this whole party thing is fucking stupid. It's the the person matters. I don't give a shit what party you're from. Look at the person, look at their voting records look at what they have approved and disproved that will help you or hurt you but like, samantha this is that means i have knowledge. to look stuff up and think for myself oh. and i just don't want to do that <laughs> okay well then we'll continue down this path towards author authoritarianism since you can't think for yourself karen <laughs> <laughs> i want to speak to your manager fuck you know well, i fucked your manager so <laughs> <laughs> That's your I'm husband. the manager. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. Uh, <laughs> so angry. It, all it, the time. We we are living in a we are living in uh, this. I, I saw this on a, on a Christopher Titus's podcast. We're at a point where we no longer know the difference between right and wrong. And yeah. if you look at history, every every empire that's gotten to that point has crumbled we are potentially on the verge of the complete collapse of our country and i honestly never thought i would see that no i would prefer to not see that and to not have that happen so if we could just pull all of our collective heads out of our asses that would be awesome here's here's what needs to happen and and i think this is why um we're seeing so much resistance from the Republican Party. You look at the average Republican in Congress and they're 70, 80 years old. They're looking at legacy. They all know they're they're on the on the verge of death. So it's it's all about legacy and they're no they all know their party's fucked. The Republican Party is falling apart badly. 
Yeah, they're not going to be participating in anything, any, um, um, they're removing themselves from any uh, uh, debates coming up. So no one's even going to, like, they're not going to participate in anything. Like, okay, fine, take your ball and go home. No one wanted to play with you anyway. But see, that's a problem. And I think they're going to find that that's a serious problem when it comes down to when it's when it's actually time to vote on candidates because people Good. are going to vote for the people that they, they've heard from. Let, let them know? do it. They're doing it to themselves all so they can use this narrative to say, well, we were pushed out. No, you left. So it's all about the twists and turns because they have no policy. They have absolutely nothing they stand for. Nothing. They stand for nothing. They stand for give me the money. And but you, you know, nailed it right there. It's all about the narrative. Yeah. And the more they lose, the the more that they they cry foul. Mm hmm. And let's face it, we, as a society, we listen to the louder voices because they're in our face. So it's like, as a society, we kind of follow that narrative and believe that there is, I'm not even joking. There's a movie coming out, a low budge. You can only get it on a certain, on certain platforms. I know it exists because I've heard the commercial for it. And it's a movie all about how liberals stole the 2020 election my gosh there it is, is all, zero proof it is all bullshit <laughs> I, yeah but it's stuff that they've they've cr they've crafted this narrative that they're going to push into this next election uh, and here's the thing if here's why this whole thing is bullshit in states where um biden won Republicans still won offices. Mm -hmm. They're all on the same fucking ballot. I know here in Oregon, we have, you know, the president and we have the governor, the, you know, all the stuff in order. It's all yeah. on the same ballot. So how can one part of the ballot be right and the rest wrong? Exactly. Especially if they were taking out le legitimate ballots and putting in their own that means they have the liberals would have had to put republicans in power or kept republicans in power in certain states that does not make sense if you're going to steal an election fucking steal an election mm -hmm. it makes no sense whatsoever to me anyway no it, it, and you're absolutely right and that that point has been shown to people over and over again like even without the technical proof which there is tons of um just that basic fallacy people just like the mental gymnastics people will take to not hear that is incredible like that i i bet like psychological researchers are just having a fucking blast like just psychoanalyzing the the cognitive dissonance and the, the <laughs> mental gymnastics happening here because it's to an insane it's astounding, degree yeah but it's just uh, that fact alone to any logical person would be like oh okay maybe it wasn't maybe it maybe he actually won but that would also be admitting defeat it's so much easier to hold that that flag and go no it's being stolen and our country's being ruined how is the country being ruined Historically speaking, anytime a Democrat's in power, the country prospers. Historically speaking, 
Republicans have far more scandal than Democrats. I actually looked this up. I wanted to find out which party had more scandals. Now, I'm not saying Democrats are clean by any means. They've had some fucking doozies. But historically speaking, and you can look this up, people, Republicans are mired in scandal. Um, here's a great one. Uh, this will show you the kind of people uh, I just heard about this story. So we all know Al Franken uh, stepped down because a photo came up that was staged. Um, everyone involved. Well, I'm not sure if the girl involved, the girl in the picture was involved, but it was a stage photo. He wasn't even touching the girl, just kind of making like a, ha, I'm going to grab her, her boobs. Everyone had a good time. This comes up. This is offensive. This is, you know, he should be, you know, impeached. He resigns. Yep. He's like, no, I get it. It's it looks it looks bad. It wasn't, but it looks bad. I I understand how it can all be, you know, looked at. So you know what? I'm gonna step down. A congressman in South Dakota was in a car accident where he killed a man and took off. It was a hit and run where uh, someone died. And he refuses to step down. Um, they voted. They voted not to hold him. Uh, hold him liable for it. But the um, the governor of South Dakota is calling for him to step down. Who, by the way, is one of the most corrupt governors <laughs> around. Um, I have an uncle who lives in South Dakota and he keeps posting stuff. So I know <laughs> I'm fully aware of what's going on in South Dakota. Um, but yeah, he's, he's refusing to step down because uh, his murder of a uh, innocent man does not impede his ability to do his job. So as a Republican in office, you can kill a man and get away with it. Well, like what did Trump say? I could I could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and no one would touch me. And he's right. That's because he's rich. Yep. He's fucking rich. And that's that's, that's all that a, matters to that party. Yeah, it's it's a real. It's, I'm getting back it's to a it. Real bitch. That's fucking offensive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Oh man! It's, yeah. But it, what's what's really funny is what's happening to Marjorie Taylor Greene right now. I am just <laughs> loving it. Um, I cannot wait for tomorrow because I want to watch her trial and just watch her completely melt down. Okay, so I I only soul. know a little bit of this. So um, she's she's is it the January sixth committee she's going in front of, or is it uh, something else? No, she's going to, I, I think it's, she's going to court. Like she, oh yes, no, yes. She, she is going to be the first person to answer for ja her January 6th involvement. Um, now she was the one running around, like telling people where to go, yeah. right? Oh yeah. There's whole video evidence of it. Um, Brian <laughs> Tyler Cohen's videos were really good on it. I and uh, Bo the guy. fifth column. Yeah, me too. Bo the fifth column does a wonderful job covering all the things. And then IRI, um, on on um twitch usually covers these things live and we usually watch his stream when we do this but oh my gosh so those so are because of this because <laughs> of this they're trying to keep her off the upcoming ballot 
Yeah, uh, her constituents um, are don't want her to ever be able to run again, and they want to keep her off the ballot. And the federal judges just approved the um, the lawsuit to go through. So um, now she has to go to court, and it's state court. And in state court, television and cameras are allowed. If it was federal, they wouldn't be allowed. But it's state court. <laughs> and all state so she's freaking out like, yeah, she they're, gonna like allow, that, yeah. they're gonna allow the media in there and then they're gonna twist my words i'm like no you're an idiot so you're gonna twist your own words and you're gonna make yourself look stupid because you're a stupid person mm. um but yeah she's freaking out i'm like it's standard for state tv to for this like so don't let her narrative like trick it trick you it's it's normal what's happening right now when it comes to the media being allowed at state courts so now she's <laughs> she's Arizona, right? I've got that right. Yes, yes. Okay, so, so she's the one who came out, and when California was having the yeah, she's uh, Georgia, I believe. Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, thank but you. But she she's the one who came out when when uh, California was having those really bad wildfires yeah. and said it was it was started by Jewish a, a Jewish Jewish space, space lasers. lasers. Um. If I was someone in Georgia, I would have been. Yeah, Georgia's 14th congressional district. Completely embarrassed. They are. She is fucking crazy. Yep. And she doesn't do her job. She doesn't do anything for the constituents. Just like in Ohio, we have Jim Jordan, who, you know, let the molester get away. Um, He has put up zero. uh, He has never done his job. He doesn't put up any bills. He doesn't write anything. He doesn't propose. He does nothing. He's there to but, collect the paycheck. Yeah, he's and gerrymander the shit out of his district, which is how he's been able to stay there for so long. His it's so like it is. It looks like a string going through Ohio that, you know, <laughs> and it's like it's very targeted and like. He's a garbage human. Lauren Boebert's a garbage human. Matt Gates is a garbage human. And they're all one by one going to go down like dominoes. Um, well, especially um, with Gates, he's got, I mean, Gates has got oh, some yeah. serious legal trouble. I don't know on how he's still in that seat. No, they should have, because the, he's still in that seat because they support him. It doesn't matter what you do. They support you because they need the numbers right now. And right now we're in, in the House of Representatives. It's it's dead heat. You know, it's, Which it it's, shouldn't be. That's offensive. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's it's there's it's all about leverage, you know, mm-hmm. and the Republicans have controlled the, the House and the Senate for a while. And now with. After the last four years, and they botched everything. They they kept going on and on about how they were going to repeal Obamacare and come up with something better. But there was never a plan. There was never even a proposal. Oh, we've got something great in the works. Tell us about it. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. Okay, what's it going to do for us? All they they're just blowing hot air. They're blowing smoke up your ass to get you to vote for them. They had full power when um, fucking Obama was in control. They had full power. They did nothing. The first two years of Trump's presidency, they had full control and did nothing. Did zero. Nothing. The only thing they did 
was give tax breaks to the rich. Yep. Now they camouflaged it with like, we're going to give tax breaks to everyone. But what happened was, and what most people still don't realize is those tax breaks, if you weren't making a certain amount, you had to pay those taxes back. We got butchered that year on our taxes. Butchered. Mm Mm-hmm. We owed way more money than we ever owed because of those tax breaks. Well, what what they said, this is what's supposed to happen, quote unquote, is that these companies and their CEOs were going to save so much money that those savings were going to trickle down to you, trickle down economics, which yeah. has never worked. Um, and yeah, it didn't. It, it didn't work with Reagan. It's money. not going to work. Here. Yeah, right. Like but Reagan we... and Lincoln are the only presidents Trump knows. <laughs> And he's like, "Oh, they have an R. I, I, I'm just like them. Fucking idiot." Yeah. So, I I think one of my favorite moments of the Trump presidency, when it comes to the healthcare BS that he had no plan for ever, um, who was his last secretary? Secretary. Are you talking about Um, the book? That big book. Yes, the, the yep. big book that was empty. The big healthcare book that had nothing in it but blank pages. <laughs> nothing, nothing and they were parading it. that around like it was like, oh, like here's the healthcare plan. And then they got pictures of it. It's like, no, there's nothing inside. Because the journalist was like, there, there's nothing here. I don't understand why you just handed me this giant notebook. It had a couple, um, what, executive orders in it that didn't do anything anyway. So you're yeah. just like, why are you handing me this book of nothing you morons <laughs> i had to uh i had a conversation with my mom the other day because she was um she was going off about how she doesn't trust biden um she had she had watched a speech and he had stammered a bit and so she's like i don't trust him i was like okay mom here's the thing dude has a speech impediment well documented throughout his so entire career. So he's not he's not going to be able to speak as eloquently as some of the presidents you're used to. That doesn't mean he's not trustworthy. Yep. Here's all the shit he's done in the year he's been president. He's, you know, he's getting us vaccinated. He's doing this, he's doing that. Like I laid it all out for her. And I was like, and then here's something that a lot of people either don't know or they don't realize. When a sitting president makes policy, it takes roughly two to four years for those of us here in the real world to start seeing effects of those policies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not instantaneous. A lot of times, the next president has come in. Mm -hmm. That sitting president then gets credit or blame for whatever his predecessor did. So all the stuff that Trump was getting lauded for was actually Obama's accomplishments. Those were things Obama had put in place and were starting to come into fruition. Mm -hmm. Here's the beauty of it, though. Because when Trump was in office, we got hit with COVID. We got to see him botch things. And that was one of the first times that we saw presidential policy take effect almost immediately and it was largely due because states were you know having mandates and stuff thanks governors (laughs) it sucked but and i understand people's frustration because the mass mandates and the lockdowns they put a lot of people out of work that sucks it was a mistake but you're looking at a 
huge health crisis and you've got away people's lives over people's livelihoods and that's and not honestly as a call i i don't know that i can make that call i think i i honestly think that the right call especially once vaccines were introduced look you get a vaccine go to work you know um once you're once you're fully vaccinated, your life is your own. You you did everything you can to protect yourself. The government after that, it's like, you know, and I, I understand people's frustration with government overreach and all that stuff. There was a lot of government overreach with with this. But again, you're weighing people's lives over their livelihood. And if people start losing their lives, you're responsible for it because you didn't step in to do anything. But at the same time, if you, you know, you you protect people's lives, but they lose their livelihood, you're on the hook for that as well. There's no win-win here. You know, there's no easy answer. For myself, I was lucky enough to be an essential uh, uh, worker. I was also in uh, an office where I was isolated. Like I mm-hmm. had yeah. almost no human contact. So for myself, outside of my little office, I wore a mask because it was a company policy, even though I was vaccinated. I went by the company policy. I hated it, hated wearing a mask because I was promised when I get vaccinated, I didn't have to wear a mask. And yet, because so many people refused to get vaccinated because it was politicized. Oh, yeah. It became about politics and not your health and safety. And all these people kept saying, oh, I'm not getting vaccinated because I don't believe in it. Bullshit, you don't believe in it because you before you sent your kids to school, you got vaccinated. If you're in the military, you got vaccinated. There are so many times that you in your life got vaccinated. So the whole bullshit argument about not believing in in vaccinations is is crap. (coughs) Excuse me for getting on a soapbox here, but it's I don't you can't have it both ways. Yeah. But they want you want to go back to work. You want to open up the cities again. Get the fucking vaccine. You're protecting yourself. You're protecting your family. You're protecting people around you. And you're protect. Yeah, we're like and really like this. uh, um, You see those news stories come out all the time. Like this one girl who was in the hospital for weeks. She has um, she has a lung condition where she cannot get vaccinated. But because people in her neighborhood refused to get vaccinated, she ended up catching COVID and she was in dire straits for a while. It took a long time. It took a, like it took so much to like to for her to survive. She had to fight so hard. And you hear all, about that all the time. Like, why? Where has the self like when did we become so selfish? You know, here's, like here's here's when we became so selfish sad. when we started awarding participation trophies. We became entitled. When we became a culture of everyone wins, we became entitled. We became selfish. It was all about me. I'm a winner because I got a trophy. We are now seeing the results of that because now this, this we're, we're a country of people who believe we're I'm a winner. But what what is no one's no one's ever learned how to lose. No one's yeah. No one's learned how to to accept defeat and persist. 
No one's learned how to get back up. It's always up, up, we, up. No we are a culture of I'm up. right, and that's all that matters. Instead of a culture that, like we used to be where it was like, I need to try harder. Mm-hmm. If if I want that trophy, I need to work harder this season. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. But that's not, you know. But no, it was, you know, it was about, you know, oh, we can't let the, the kids have hurt feelings. We can't let them experience, you know, losing. Uh, we can't, we can't punish them because that hurts their feelings. Yeah. So, you know what else I find really, really insane about that? Because I do agree. I, I don't like the participation trophies. That's just, you know, I do have friends that are parents that don't like it either. And I have more on the few side friends that are parents that, um, they like it, but you know, the, cause their kid feels special. And like, I'm like, cool. You know, it doesn't matter if you like it or not. It's just our personal opinion. Like my opinion is I don't think that it's helpful, but that's just me. Anyway, I think it's, so the insane, I'm with you. I think it's more harmful than it is yeah. helpful. The insane part of this is that <laughs> you see that really, really hard on the far right is like, we we have to shelter everyone from everything no you know everyone deserves everything like they like they no talk about we don't want behind. social we don't want socialism but they want socialism so so no they want communism so but like share every everything everything should be um you know everyone should be you know whatever what, what are we talking about but when someone on the left says hey you need to increase wages so we can afford groceries and rent why do you think you deserve that? You're just entitled. You think you deserve. So it's like, what? <laughs> Fuck, fucking what? <laughs> just hold it's, up your participation you know, trophy at that point. Did you know that <laughs> the people who make minimum wage now make less a year than we did during the Great Depression? Isn't that sad? We make less than we did in the Great ridiculous. Depression. Like, that's... <laughs> I don't understand. Like, why do you hate paying people so much? Why do you hate people because if who I have if, if jobs I pay that... them more, then I have to take less. I just it's greed. It's it's a hundred percent greed. It it's is. entitlement. It's uh, greed they makes were me a they were breastfed panda. too long, not spanked enough. Just... Greed makes me a sad panda. <laughs> Greed makes us all sad pandas. It is it's it is disheartening to me to know that I am just a couple years away from being 50. I've never owned a house. There's a good chance I never will because I just will never make enough. It is I, I work for a multi-million dollar company who could easily, easily give me a, a livable wage. Yeah. But That's, yeah, if they do that, they have to, they have to justify it to their CEOs. They have to justify it to their board of directors and they have to be willing to take less money because they have to spread that wealth around and they're just not going to do that. It's the same thing with Amazon. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with, with any multi-million dollar company with a board of directors and shareholders, they will never give the people on the bottom a decent wage 
unless they have to. And honestly, one of the greatest things about this, where we're at now, where there are so many jobs and all these people who are out of work that aren't taking these jobs because they were making more money on unemployment, especially with the, with the COVID advances and stuff. But with that all drying up now, people are still going, yeah, I don't want to go back to that job and, and barely eke out a living. Yep. I'm worth more. It's still going to be a little while before corporations go, okay, we have to kind of lure them back. Yeah. But what's crazy is that the people who don't want to just eke out a living are being looked at and looked down upon like they're, they're assholes. Yeah. I'm not an asshole for wanting to make a living wage. Like I worked for a multi-billion dollar company and they, when I lost my job, it had nothing to do with COVID. They fucked up and they got charged a billion dollar fine. And instead of taking from their $9 billion of profit from the previous quarter, they fired 19,000 people to save a billion dollars for their fees. Are you fucking, that's why I lost my job? And the people on top got to keep their jobs, got to keep their pensions, and got raises. Uh, here's here's something I find really funny, especially in in the field I work in. Uh, you can get fired for other people not doing their job, which is ridiculous. Which is what happened to me. Um, so. I worked uh, as a as an engineer on uh, a morning show. Uh, we were doing all right. I we're not nowhere near number one, but we were on an AM station. But for AM, we were doing fairly well. Our numbers were actually picking up. Here's the problem, though, because the sales staff was not selling for the show, was not mm-hmm. trying to get more uh, money coming in. The morning show gets fired. Yeah. That to me does not make sense. The morning show is doing their job. Yeah. But, and, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to be fair to the company here. Um, fair and unfair. <laughs> the, to, to the, to the corporate bean counters, we're just numbers on a spreadsheet. Yeah. And those numbers have to add up. They're doing their job. By, you know, trying to please, you know, the the shareholders by making more profit. That's their job. And when there's something that, you know, you're spending money on that you don't really need. I mean, it helps, but you don't really need it. It can go. There's so much more to it than that, but they're not looking at all the factors. They're just looking at the numbers on the spreadsheet. I can't fault them for that because that's mm-hmm. their job. That's what they're supposed to do. I get it. But at the same time, if they took the time to really sit down and go, okay, yes, we're spending this money for for these, these people to do this show. How is that really affecting the station? Oh, it's, it's actually bringing up numbers, which means that that means more listeners, which means it's more people listening to the commercials we're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should keep them and actually push our sales department to bring in more money. 
Yeah, because like, where's doing the strategist that. that says, hey, because that's why you have that person, There is none. Which is crazy. You know, it's, it's, you know it's, it's one of the weird things about working in radio that I've never understood. I've never understood consultants. Um, consultants is a bullshit job. Uh, and any company who spends money on consultants, whether in-house or out-of-house, is wasting money because um, they don't know the fuck is going on. Um, a consultant who comes in from New York and tells Seattle they should be doing radio like New York <laughs> is full of shit. And you're like. Seattle is completely fucking different from New York and the stuff mm -hmm. that works in New York does not translate to absolutely not you know it it barely translates to Los Angeles and those markets are very similar but it's different lifestyles mm -hmm. and different lifestyles affects how people consume radio yep. so yeah I I honestly think <laughs> And I actually heard um, someone talk about um, going to a radio conference where there was all these consultants and it was the greatest story I've ever heard because it's like they had all these consultants talking about what they tell different markets. And then there was like this number one consultant who basically came in and said, everything these guys told you is bullshit. <laughs> the number one consultant in the country told all these consultants that they were full of shit and they were lying and that all these radio stations shouldn't be looking at consultants. Yeah. You live in the market, you know, the market, you should know what works in that yeah. market. You know, that's um, crazy. it's, it's another, it's, it's why I don't like corporations owning media companies across the country. In our in our city, uh, one of our news channel is owned by a very right leaning uh, corporations, and um, this was on uh, uh, last week tonight, uh, last year maybe the year before. Mm -hmm. it, it was um, the the corporation had mandated that these certain um, opinion pieces be aired, and. Um, they were horrendous. They were just some, some of the most horrendous stuff I've ever heard. Um, I can't remember if our market, uh, ran them. I don't remember for sure. I want to say no. Um, and they got, they got dinged for it. They got dinged for it hard. Mm -hmm. Um, when you're running, uh, uh, a media outlet you shouldn't be catering to it's why i don't like fox fox is clearly it has an agenda oh yeah and they're you very know? like open about it yeah i i i guess i'm kind of old school when i i feel when i say that i i feel like the the media's job is to report not yeah. to give opinion yeah, absolutely. Opinion is not fact. You know, if you, if you are a news outlet, you report the facts. Which Fox is an entertainment outlet. Do not take it as news. It is. It is. Uh, it's. It's a. It's an opinion talk format mm -hmm. with a little news sprinkled in. 
but the news is biased. It's 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 why they lost their 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 main anchor. (laughs) Uh, Their main anchor quit because he could no longer follow the agenda. Shep Smith and yes, Chris Wallace both left. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, fuck this place. I feel so bad for all like the actual journalist interns and people that like do the the like the groundwork. I yeah. feel so bad for them because they're stuck in that place. And I'm like, you like they'll never do real news. It's that you that know, won't it, get twisted by someone like Hannity or Carlson or Ingram. Look, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script here too and and say, CNN, who I respect, is becoming largely what fox is just on the mm-hmm. other side yeah there's still more legitimate ju- journalistic legitimacy with them yeah uh msnbc i feel it is the same way uh there's like still you pick your journalists you, you, yeah you gotta, you gotta pick, pick your, your journalists you gotta but here's the thing you want real news go local oh yeah absolutely they're yep. doing now now in all fairness they are getting a lot of their stories from the the larger uh conglomerates but they're still reuters they're still um BBC. associated press the BBC those guys are all legitimate more, journalists yeah the bbc has more accurate news oh, on our political system than that's because the bbc isn't uh, exactly right wing. that's what i'm saying go it's, outward <laughs> but yeah you want news factual news go local yep I for the most part they're still all in they they still have journalistic integrity which yep. is awesome and you gave great examples those are ones that i always tell people to go to too but uh yeah we we used to um on our morning show we used to get guys from the ap to come on we had four mm-hmm four or five regular guys that we would hit up to talk about national stories. And they were great because they weren't associated with Fox or CNN or MS there. They were with the associated press, which means mm-hmm. they were held to a higher standard because they, and they just gave facts. They never gave opinion. If we asked them opinion, they would like, no, nope, I can't, I can't say that, you know, unless it was like a joke story. Cause we, we would talk with Jim Roop, who is, Hands down, the coolest reporter I've ever talked about. But he was also an entertainment reporter. He would oh, report yeah. on on stuff like that. So we would get opinion stuff, and he would always preface it by like, "This is what I think," or "This is my opinion," or you know. So, but we talked to like uh, Bob Costantini, who one of the most difficult guys I've ever worked with, but also one of the most outstanding reporters I've ever had the pleasure of talking to um bob knows his stuff and especially when it came to washington because he's based out of washington when we'd we'd talk to him and oh my god it was fun talk there was times where it's like he clearly wanted to give his opinion during the trump administration but i'd never heard a guy like i'd get to talk to him (laughs) i would get to talk to him before the interviews hey how's it going and then i would just Oh. <laughs> you're like get it out now man you got 30 seconds <laughs> but yeah he'd come on and just fact 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 this person said this we've got audio of this you heard the audio of this you know you want actual factual news go to the associated press they yep. put all their stuff up there you can get all the clips everything up there um and it's fact it's not 
it's not leaning one way or the other because they are just fucking news. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Like it or hate it, it's fucking fact. This is what was said. This is when it happened. Yeah. This is was who, who was there. And it's we not, were... there's no opinion to it. Yeah, it's just, this is what happened. And they're happened. not telling you how to how you should feel about this story. Love it's it. just what it is. It's what it was back in the 80s before, you know, we had the 24-hour news cycle when fucking journalists were fucking journalists and not personalities. Yeah. <laughs> We were um, sorry. I'm a, no, you're fine. Me. You're perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, we were with uh, some family over Easter. I'm sorry. And I know. It's terrible. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but, family. Uh, you know the it's sort of the the right wing side of family, <sighs> and Ryan and I are always like when we get into these conversations but one of the family members is always like well that's why we talk to you guys about these things because that's that's where we get our information that's where we learn but they watch fox news all the time i'm like you have been told multiple times or recommended you have been recommended to please stop watching that and watch reuters or ap like multiple times but every time it's oh well da 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 and it's all fox news talking points and i'm like you say you want to learn, but you're not doing anything to change the behaviors that will help you learn. And I'm real getting real nutty about it. And I'm just like, no, I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Like, it's just <laughs> such a, it's just such like joyless conversation. And it's like, I, especially for a holiday, I'm like, can we not, can we just not? <laughs> it's, it's so it... hard. And like my brother won't get vaccinated still. And like I haven't seen my nephews in two years because he doesn't he hasn't gotten them vaccinated. And it's just like, come on, people. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bree has a treat that I wish that <laughs> just a little she's lost in the trees of your background. No, so not that I can't see what treat it is. It's just it's like a, a sparkling water, sparkling a water. flavored sparkling water, but they're I really have... good. And she apparently got one and didn't even bother to ask me if I wanted one or what flavor. So now I'm sad. I have Unicorns unicorn candy parts. They're like um, they're like more of a hard shell smarty. I have been uh. hitting these hard. Ryan does not like this type of candy. So I'm like, ah, mine. So. <laughs> well, speaking gummies, of Easter. Man. Is there an Happy Easter candy Easter. that like you cannot wait for Easter because it's the only time it's out? Yeah, every year it's the Cadbury. Um, the like cream that, eggs? Not the cream eggs, although I do love those. But Cadbury makes the hard shell eggs and they have like that sort of matte coating on it. And like the. Yeah, the it's, not ro- it's not robin eggs, but it looks like those. Brie, Brie knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I like the robin eggs. I do like robin eggs, but it's um, it's 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 got like almost a chalky coating on the outside. Those are my absolute favorites. They're made by Cadbury, and those are my favorites. And as soon as I saw a bag, I was like, mine. <laughs> yeah, it's for me. It's it's robin eggs, which I haven't had in years. Um, but I also like, um, and I can only find them at Walgreens, which kind of sucks. But they're mm-hmm. um. Dark chocolate, sugar-free marshmallow eggs. Ooh. They're so good. So, so good. I, what, what are your feelings on Peeps? I you like know, Peeps. 
as as a kid, I really, really loved Peeps, but I'm a, I'm a huge Marshmallow fan. Yeah, me too. So, um, but the last time I had Peeps, um, it the sugar coating just tasted terrible. Did it? Like if I could brush off all the sugar coating and just have the marshmallow. I noticed that too. Like some of the really sugary things and things I liked as a kid are tasting more artificial now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would agree with that. Like, it's almost like, almost like waxy kind of like this weird. Um, I noticed that with Reese's peanut butter cups too. Their peanut peanut butter is not as good as it used to be. It's almost crumbly and it tastes waxy. Uh, I would agree with that, like in the eggs and stuff, but if you get it like just normal, it's fine. I think, I think maybe when they make their special holiday stuff, yeah. um, yeah, they use like a lesser peanut butter. <laughs> you get the shit peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your holiday. Here's the shit peanut butter. <laughs> it's been um, out in the sun for days <laughs> for extra crumble. Gross. I, um. We got um, at Christmas time, they had um, Hershey's Kiss did a um, like, um, oh, God, what was it called? Was it the sugar cookie? Yeah, it was like a sugar cookie kiss. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was it was uh, one of the best things I've ever had. Um, but um, M&M's did um, a sugar cookie. Yeah, sugar cookie. Uh, M&M. Yeah. Did they? I missed Oh, they that. were so good. And I, I used to love the, the mint M&Ms. I would wait for Christmas oh, yes. for, to get the mint M&Ms. But the, yeah, they had a sugar cookie this last mint year. I was anything. like, I must have them. And there was like, so good. Mint so good. lemon flavored. Lemon? Lemon. Not together, but like. <laughs> like. <laughs> what a combo. No, um, like anything mint flavored. This chocolate's like- sour. <laughs> but like. Just uh, eat it, kid. Like lemon filled donuts or like lemon tarts or like anything sweet. Like I love mint flavored things and peppermint and I love lemon flavored things. Uh, at Christmas, I, I, I haven't done it for a couple of years, but I used to make um, uh, lemon cheesecake bars. Yeah. Oh, they were so good. Uh, those and, and I would make um, these mint, almost like a, a mint brownie cake. Grasshopper yeah, grasshopper bars. Those are really good. But uh, my tart candy what's it? What's a candy that uh, you used to love as a kid, but you hate now? Oh, um, cowtails. I've never had a cowtail. Oh, they were so good when I was a kid, or at least I remember them being good. They're so gross. Um, it's basically like a a softer um. It's basically like a softer uh, Tootsie Roll with like a cream center. Caramel kind of. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't Um, like those anymore. uh, For me, it's red vines. See, I have only had red vines a couple times, so I don't even remember what they taste like. I used to love red vines and now. I love Twizzlers, especially like the pull in, the cherry pull and peel. Yeah. Oh, I love those. Those are good. But yeah, can't stand red vines. And I. That's the problem with red vines. They're always stale and stiff. Like it, it takes a lot to like uh, get them soft. You gotta keep. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, gotta lighten yeah. the mood. <laughs> well, we did when we switched to candy. <laughs> I know. I like the candy discussion. 
Um, yeah, I was, we were just, we were just in a store the other day and all the Easter stuff is, is going almost gone. Yeah. And I, I was looking around and it just kind of occurred to me, like, we're not going to see any like candy stuff until like Halloween. There's no there's no candy holidays anymore until Halloween. Because it's summer and your chocolate will melt. Well, that's why I get gummies. I love gummy <laughs> candies. Oh, gummy candies. Gummies. That's why gummy, I like pulling peels and, and um uh gummy gummy bears are good. Um, we had a game night um last week and our friends had uh just a couple bags of gummy candies. I ate so much gummy candy, I had a stomach ache. I mean, I felt like a kid. I was like, "Ah, my tummy hurts. I had so much sugar." I was like, "I'm I'm going to enter my like I'm going to be 40 in a few years." And I'm like, "Oh, I can't eat that much sugar anymore." <laughs> That's funny cuz we're we're planning a trip to uh to Disney World this year. And, and I'm like really excited for for all the sweets and stuff, but I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. My stomach is more sensitive now. We went. We're, we're going. We're going back to Universal Studios, and the last time we went, uh, they've got they've got Butterbeer from Harry Potter. Oh, okay. And it's delicious. It's fantastic. I've heard it's great. I've never had it. But the last time we went, I was like, I'm gonna have five Butterbeers over the course of the day. <laughs> no no <laughs> i got like three and a half it was like uh, uh, <laughs> i'm so sick and and breeze just well you you had three i gotta have i gotta have five are you gonna make it through this fourth one no <laughs> then st please stop honey i care about you <laughs> so so I'm like, I keep going, okay, we're going to Universal. I've got to have five butterbeers. You remember how, what happened last time? Yes, I do. But now I've got, look, I can have, <laughs> have butterbeer ice cream. Okay. I can have butterbeer pie cream. As long as it's got butterbeer in it, that yeah, counts. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just give me this littlest sliver. I need to get to the fifth one. <laughs> look, we'll get a butterbeer and we'll share it. That way I'm having a butter beer. Or you just have one butter beer and you just take five sips. And that, doesn't count. No, <laughs> that doesn't count. But it hit the lip. It hits the lips. <laughs> it hits the lips. So I, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have a butter beer all on my own, and then I'm gonna share with my wife. But that will count because I will have purchased five yeah. butter beers. I will have <laughs> consumed most of five butter. But I will also augment it with ice cream. And they've got potted creams that are butterbeer potted creams. That all counts. Yes, it counts. Um, I've been at, Ryan and I want to go on a cruise again. Because the last cruise we were, the first and only cruise either of us have been on, um, other than like Navy days, which doesn't really count as like a cruise. Um, we uh, we went on a Disney cruise. And we were on the Disney Dream. And it was amazing. We had the absolute best time. And uh we we want to go on another cruise, so we're like we want to save up for that. We should we should we plan. should all go on a cruise yes. together. Yes, we've been so, talking about like potentially doing a cruise next year. Yes, so we should all go. We'll I go agree. Eastern Caribbean because Bree and I haven't been to the Eastern Caribbean. We we've done Western Caribbean. I agree. Let's go. Um, but another thing that I've been looking at, we'll get Danny and Josie to go with us. It'll be like not another cruise line. <laughs> and then we'll each like someone's gonna have to stuff big jim in a bag well you guys are closer so 
Yeah, but he'll stay in your room then. <laughs> he'll rotate rooms every night. We'll get we'll get the balcony. <laughs> he can stay on the balcony and sleep. <laughs> You stay out there. Um, I'll just be the drunk guy that falls, that passes out in the like up in the upper decks, you know, (laughs) 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 scaring all the kids away. Now you know what? Um, Well, you guys bring him. We'll put him in Danny's room, but he can eat with Bree and I. Okay, there we go. So we were, (laughs) I was, um, I've been researching some fun things and, um, like the, the discussion of, of marriage for Ryan and I, it's not a priority, but it's something like we have talked about. If we get married, I want to do the Disney cruise line wedding. Ooh. Count us in. We'll be there. Done and done. I want to do that. Can I be the maid of honor? Yes. But you have to wear a dress. Oh, I totally will. You will wear a dress. Trust me. If I get to be maid of honor, I will wear whatever you want. Actually, Courtney, my best friend would probably kill you for that spot. How about you officiate, but still wear a dress? I can officiate. I would have to get ordained, but that's easy. Yeah, right? It takes Internet. five minutes online. There we go. <laughs> I'll pay for it. It's fine. I but I'll wear now. the dress anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'll let you I'll let you pick the dress. I'm wearing flats, not heels. Fine. <laughs> Fine. But I'll wear a slinky dress. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Get like the like a flapper's like ball gown. <laughs> like, yeah. Or like a sheath dress. Like, oh yes. <laughs> I want that butt crack showing on that that like open back. <laughs> Just Super low back. I'll turn around and bend over in front of you guys. Just oh, I dropped this. J-Lo dress and work backwards. <laughs> I wasn't sure how this went on. Oh my gosh, yeah, but I want to do that. Uh, I was like reading through guides and stuff, and I was like, just this, this what I want to do. <laughs> no, that'd be fun. Actually, uh, the last time we went on a cruise there was a wedding on so disney has a private island called castaway key yes it's usually the last yeah you know um they had a wedding right there on the beach yeah when we got off they were setting up all the stuff so and we got we actually got to watch the wedding from our chairs (laughs) (laughs) yeah we uh we um had a spa day before we pulled into castaway k and then uh um the woman uh, there was a woman getting her hair done and she was getting ready for her wedding and that's what get, I was like. They do weddings. <laughs> so, they do weddings at Disney World too. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. So there you go. You could be a pretty, pretty princess. Oh, yeah. Yay! <laughs> they, they sell princess wedding dresses. So yeah, dresses based, <laughs> dress based on each of the princesses. Wow. Yeah. Pick your favorite princess, and then you could be. I could be Belle with that big yellow yes. dress yes do you cement bell <laughs> bellmantha bell <Manta. laughs> and uh, i guess beast and brian am... would be brian right reest 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 be careful bellmantha and reest it, it spells out breast but it's pronounced breest <laughs> oh my god you're right <laughs> breest <laughs> <laughs> oh please let us know when that happens because we will we will be there yes 
I gotta get the engagement first. Yeah. Do I do I need to have a conversation with Ryan? Look, man, no. <laughs> you're affecting our vacation here. One of us has to have a job that has benefits first before we'll get married. <laughs> well, great. That's never gonna happen. I know, right? <laughs> Took us long enough was that, to find was that his jobs. little was that his thing? It's like, look, we'll get married when we have benefits, because I know we're never gonna get <laughs> And you just went, okay, because you heard engagement. No. <laughs> that, like, that's the catalyst for. Um, you got like little a, heart anime it, eyes. So, okay. Ding, 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 ding. Um, like, I, like I said, marriage is not a priority for us, but I did tell him if we do decide to get married, I want, I want an engagement. So, like, you got to do the proposal. So, if we're going to go down that marriage route, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> so, I want the proposal. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. been together not, five and a half years he knows <laughs> before you're 50 <laughs> otherwise my backups you, are gonna kick in so come on you got a little over 10 years so <laughs> if we're both single by 45 <laughs> then we'll just marry each other <laughs> clock's ticking rye clock's ticking <laughs> not that clock Although Not that the TikTok one's app. Close that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fun though. Um, yeah. Bree and I have always talked about how much fun it would be, like if we if we'd won like a big lottery Yay. to get all of our friends together and go on a cruise. That'd be awesome. Um, yes. We used to talk about family, but at, at this point, I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, I'll take my friends. They're more family than than my family. So yeah, it would be like it would be like calling people up. It was like, hey Samantha, uh, what are you doing this week? <laughs> Nothing good. Keep it that way. We're sending you plane tickets. Don't ask questions. Just follow. <laughs> just go. <laughs> just follow instructions. Follow the instructions. <laughs> and that's and then how we just would come do it. All it encrypted. Be, <laughs> it would. No, that's how we thought it would be really fun to do. Like that would be like this total mystery thing. And it's just like, look, go here on this date at this time. Why? Just do it. Trust me. I'm at the airport. Okay, go to this airline. <laughs> you just send everyone burner phones. And like, <laughs> just make it really weird. <laughs> go to the Alaska Airlines terminal. Who is this? Do as you're told or your dog's going to get it. Not my dog. <laughs> Wait a minute. Quick, go to the, the terminal. Dog. <laughs> Ryan would be so skeptical. I'd be like, no, it's fine. And he's going to be like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> are we at the like, airport? We didn't like, pack don't worry. anything. I trust this weird voice. I've I vaguely remember a conversation about this. So vaguely. it's fine. <laughs> You're on the plane. You find yourself in Florida. What are we doing here? Where do we go? I don't know. We're waiting for the burner for ring. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a Get whole... in a taxi. Go. <laughs> Go exactly three miles this direction and then take a right. Get out we, and wait we would for further have, instructions. We, we would do it where, like everything's paid for. So you're just following the instructions. And we actually thought it would be funny to like send like <laughs> like <laughs> ransom notes with the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> I say like you get in the back of the cab or whatever. And then there's an, a manila envelope that has your next steps in it. But that, it, yeah, it would all culminate with like, like. 
if we could do this right it was like you get it like a whole day like in disney world or something and then like but at a certain time you have to go to this certain restaurant and you don't know and then you like walk in and there's danny <laughs> <laughs> and you're like shit no i'm just kidding <laughs> damn it they won the lottery that's what this is <laughs> I thought it was something cool. <laughs> I got on a plane for this? Fuck. <laughs> then Jim would walk in and you'd be like, oh. Yay! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you both. <laughs> Mostly Jim, but you're okay too. Well, you know. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we thought it'd be funny. It's like you get everyone there at dinner. It's like, this is so weird. What's going on? And then we'd come in and go, surprise. <laughs> but it's like of course by that point it's like well you guys were the only ones not here so obviously you had something to do no you would send out someone else random like just <laughs> like hire some random so like gary Busey comes out and it's like i've gathered you here today and we're like what <laughs> actually that's what we would do is we'd walk in it's like no we got a burner phone <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah oh my gosh us too man i don't know what's going on <laughs> Oh my God, someone heard the podcast. They want to kill us. We got to go. We got to go. It's all an elaborate <laughs> ruse to get not another podcasting so we can have uh, not another massacre. The, the far right has sent us all burner phones. Go, 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 go. Mitch McConnell comes out from behind the curtain. Heard <laughs> <laughs> of listening to your shit. You got to do the turkey neck thing. <laughs> He'll just sound like to me, he's just. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. No, that's just a turkey, Sam. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. He's like, he's a turkey crossed with a turtle. He's a turkle. He's a <laughs> We've created something godless, you know. <laughs> they prefer torquises, so. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Torquus and a turkle. Interesting. I want someone to draw that now. That's our next merch. I'm going to contact my friend Dan and be like, I need you to draw us a turkle. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be like, what? Just put a turkey in a turtle shell. Don't ask questions. <laughs> he's, he's still, he's, um, he's going to give us the, uh, um, emotional cotton candy as well. I'm very I still excited about get, that. I still, we haven't done it yet. I keep meaning to. Uh, I need to get some. Before Disney World, I'm going to get myself a Humane, Humane Apple, Apple Pie, pie. shirt. <laughs> and I'm going to wear that around just so people go, what the? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> but if we've got emotional cotton candy by then, I'll have that too. <laughs> just because I want to see that. I don't get it. It's yeah, exactly. With... <laughs> you wear the, the Humane Apple Pie. I'll take, I'll do the, the emotional co cotton candy. <laughs> No, you do the turkle. No, you know what? Turkle. We'll we'll both rock turkles. Yeah, that's fine. You guys got to coordinate days. Yeah. Like you know, each day is a different weird combination. <laughs> well, last time uh, when we went to Disneyland, this last time we got we bought a bunch of t-shirts before the trip, oh, yeah. so we had t-shirts for so. But uh, and we're getting ready to do that again. So I think I think I got to prioritize getting a humane apple pie. <laughs> Yeah. Just so I can say humane apple pie. So humane, <laughs> how do you not know humane apple pie? What is wrong with you? Come on. How do you, you make your like apple pies? Weird. I'm not going to your house. <laughs> you don't execute your apples humanely? That's really cruel, man. <laughs> like, 
Stop uh, apple cruelty. Yeah. <laughs> like, eh. oh, the name of the episode. Stop apple cruelty. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, I've named it. You did it. Yay. Uh, and with that, we should say goodbye. Yeah, probably. <laughs> We've had a roller coaster show. Uh, yeah. Next week, we should be back to normal recording schedule, which means Danny will be back because he was too much of a pussy to come on today. Um, the turkle scared him away. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we'd have Jim today, but uh, sadly, no, no Jim. And. No. Bryce's little ones had vaccinations. So, Yay. so he's probably dealing with uh, crying children. Yeah. yeah. I mean, rough. like, no, poor children, but like, yay, vaccines. <laughs> vaccines are Just give them a turkle and they'll forget all about it. Yep, a little stuffed turkle. Yes. I want a stuffed turkle. Oh, plushies. Plushies. Oh, plushies. We're now turkle expanding plushies. the merch to <laughs> plushies. <laughs> I think I'm going to... I would get a humane apple pie plushie. That would be pretty cool. (laughs) It's just an apple with a pillow. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And we wondered how we could be offensive. I think we just figured... (laughs) What other fruits and vegetables can we kill? (laughs) So many. Like just slowly peeling an orange. How painful. You know, if you really think about it, salad is just vegetable genocide. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a like, bowl of massacre. Yeah, they get ripped apart limb from limb, mm-hmm. stabbed over and over again with a multi-pronged weapon, drowned in sauce. Drawn and quartered. Yeah. Huh. We are horrible to vegetables. Poor veg. Vegans are horrible people. You want a group of people that gets offended quickly. (laughs) There we go. We just become most offensive. (laughs) Vegans. Dun dun dun. (laughs) Okay, with that, we wish you all a great week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.